you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. It's Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com, thechrisvossshow.com. Welcome to the big show, my family and friends. For 15 years, two to three shows a week, they, what is it, 10 to 15 shows a week, uh, we've been bringing you the most brilliant minds on the planet. We literally, that we just search the brilliantest minds on the planet and bring them on the show. And, and that's actually a Google search term you can use, brilliantest minds on the planet. We haven't tried other planets. Maybe we should try other planets. I don't know. There's always that. So how are you folks doing today? Wait, I'm not talking to you guys. Uh, you guys are here to listen to our guest. <laughs> I hope you're doing well wherever you are, in the car, in the house. We have an amazing gentleman on the show. We're going to be talking to him about his amazing uh, brand and what he does. Uh, and uh, George Coker joins us on the show today. His his brand is called Brand North. Uh, it's a digital marketing and growth consulting company. And uh, we're going to be talking about his company and what he does. Uh, George is a data-driven leader with experience in building and managing high-performance sales and marketing teams. After graduating Cornell University, George worked as an analyst at Barclays Capital and VP of Business Development at Sunspire Health, where he helped to grow the organization to 16 locations with eventual sale to Kohlberg Private Equity. After Sunspire Health, he took over as the VP of Business Development for Lakeview Health, a portfolio company of the Riverside Company, where he also helped with their health care fund. He currently serves as the founder and CEO of Brand North, a digital marketing growth company that focuses on applying sophisticated marketing strategies and technical solutions to local businesses and national businesses within behavioral healthcare. Uh, in addition, he's very active in crypto, Web3, NFTs as the founder and CEO of 3ZY Labs. Welcome to the show, George. How are you? I'm doing great. That was a heck of an introduction. I'm psyched up. There you go. There you go. Well, we're having fun. You know, we tell the jokes here on the show, <laughs> so all that good stuff. Uh, but yeah, uh, so give us a .com so people can find you on the interwebs. Yeah, it's uh, brandnorth.com, B-R-A-N-D-N-O-R-T-H.com. Uh, that's our. Uh, that's the, the main website for everything that we do. I have a personal website, georgecoker.com as well. But uh, yeah, Brand North is where all the business gets done. There you go. There you go. So uh, give us a 30,000 overview of the company and uh, how you do it and all that good stuff. Yeah. So focus on behavioral healthcare. Uh, did not used to do that, but really have just honed in on that. It's actually a, a huge industry with a, a lot of different complex, uh, different types of healthcare in it from telehealth, mental health, uh, substance abuse, adolescent um mental health and uh, autism treatment, all, all sorts of different things that have to do with, with mental health and, and wellness. So we really focus on that mm -hmm. and we drive traffic to websites and then try to do everything after that, that actually results in KPIs. So uh, within this industry specifically, it can definitely get complex because you've got, um, 
everything has to be encrypted. It has to be HIPAA compliant. You have to integrate with phone systems. You have to integrate with electronic medical record systems, oh, wow. all that different stuff. So um, we do all the basic SEO and, and ad stuff, but really what we like to pride ourselves on is being industry experts and really being able to track the entire sales process mm-hmm. uh, after they leave the website as well. There you go. So you mostly target that market uh, of wellness and stuff? Yeah. There you go. So what sort of companies uh, are, are a fit for you uh, to work with? What's Is there a certain size or spend? or? Yeah, we're usually working with companies that are either pre-private equity or trying to grow and, and be acquired. Any, anybody that's looking at expansion and growth and probably multiple locations is where we really excel. There you go. There you go. Uh, and so uh, basically healthcare marketing, what, what does it take to market in the healthcare field as a general thing? I mean, what, what goes into that sort of thing? What are you targeting and stuff? It's difficult because it's one of those things where something might happen. There might be an, an event that, that triggers somebody needing that sort of help. So mm-hmm. it is not always easy to do outbound marketing. A lot of it is kind of demand generation where when somebody is looking for a service like that, we wanna be top of mind. So we do that through ads, through SEO, through um, building building a brand and, and all of those different things. So when somebody is in need for something like that, we can be there and help with the website to make a emotional connection and also really just explain complex problems in a simple way. Like when somebody is especially in that sort of state where they need the the sort of services that our clients provide, a lot of times they might not be thinking clearly, they might not, they might be in a crisis sort of situation. The to actually get that sort of help is not easy. Usually you need insurance, you might need to travel, you need to be meet clinical criteria. So there's all of these different things. And we really pride ourselves on trying to make the complex very simple. There you go. Like making the complex simple. That's uh, the great way to go. So give us a little bit of origin story. What got you uh, down this road? How'd you grow up? What motivated you want to become uh, in the business you're in? Yeah, well, it's been a, it's been a long, twisted, wild, wild ride. But you know, like, like, anyways, yeah. I I started out in finance. I got a degree in, in economics and actually went and worked on Wall Street right after college. I did mm-hmm. that in New York City for a few years. Enjoyed it a lot, a lot of fun, but wanted to really be able to understand how to grow and manage companies. So I started working for a startup, got into the whole private equity world and got a ton of experience doing that. It was mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, ultimately, I was traveling all the time, not really having uh, feeling like I was the owner of my own destiny and could kind of shape the the future that I wanted. So I decided to start my own company, and that was about three and a half years ago. Awesome sauce, awesome sauce. Yeah. Uh, so uh, when you started your own company, what was the journey like to to build that? And and was that your first company? I'd done other things before, but this was really the first time that I jumped all the way in. Like, um, I'm an entrepreneur. I've always had five or six different side hustles that I've been doing, but it was actually starting this company was a little bit different because I, what do they say, like, light the boats on fire. 
that was pretty much what I did. I, I just, I quit my job and I decided that I needed to go all in on this. And I mm -hmm. was actually employee number one. I probably would not do it like that again. <clears throat> I'd consider getting a partner or buying a company or doing something that had infrastructure. That wasn't what I did. I just, I left my job and I started the company and that was, uh, that was where we went. So there you go. And I was the salesperson. I was the CEO. I was the billing, you know, account management, the whole deal. And a lot of it doesn't change. I mean, I've been uh, with all my companies, I've been the CEO and the janitor at the same time. It still seems that I am. No one cleans the, no one cleans the toilets around here except me. I hear you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I used to walk around my big company with a hundred plus employees. And I'd just be like, why is your shit on the floor? And you pick stuff up and you're just like, I'm really just the janitor still. I, nothing has changed. Uh, it's, def it's definitely an adjustment. I'll be honest with you. When I was uh, <clears throat> at my job before I left, I had over a hundred people that, that reported to me. It was, you know, like it was much easier to shape something I've found that's already mm -hmm. thing. If you have to really go from zero to one where there is no infrastructure that's there, it's a, a very different skill set you have to there's it's just about uh, just as much about being gritty and just having perseverance and determination as it is kind of being strategic and and smart about what you're actually doing it's probably more about just having the grit when you're starting out no matter what your experience is there you go i used to liken it whenever i started a new company for us uh i used to liken it just getting dropped into the jungle in vietnam like rambo let's go and basically, I got to cut a swath of jungle and and clear it, and then you know start laying the foundation for some sort of community there, and you know fighting off I don't know all the all the uh, all the natives and whatever fighting off all the you know diseases and bugs and everything that's coming my way, and somehow uh, hopefully do it. But yeah, just just throw me out of the plane, and I'll make something out of it. The yep. the journey of an entrepreneur, if you will. I with my wife and say i'm like a I'm like a carp i could just live in oil you can't kill me i'm gonna get through it no matter what and that's that's it i'm gonna have to think of myself as a car now i got that image stuck in my head i can survive on garbage which probably explains all the food i was eating back when i started my companies i mean i was living on the on the thing but you know you get through it and uh it sounds like you found a great way to get through it um what do you love about the SEO ad business, the, you know, doing all these different things. Well, what is it that, that turns you on about it? I think it's kind of the ultimate job if you enjoy starting things and, and mm -hmm. being an entrepreneur, because when I go into these companies, we have to evaluate and figure out all of these startups or, or even if they're past startups, it's, we're not working with Apple or, you know, uh, Sony or a massive company like that, even if they're they're large, there's always a scarce marketing budget and we have to figure out how to be the best steward of that budget and figure out how to do that and really enjoy testing, figuring out what's going to work the best, how to put the puzzle pieces together to mm -hmm. make something successful. And that's really what we've been able to do through our process through how we do our process, but also, like I said, being more than just an SEO or ads company and figuring out what's actually resulting in more patients and ultimately more revenue so they can treat more patients at the end of the day. And that's a complex thing to figure out when somebody's 
calling on a phone. They're not checking out on a website. So we're integrating analytics, a phone system, CRM system, EMR mm-hmm. system, like I said, all of these different things to really be able to get a, a full picture. And we've just found that that's why I decided to focus only on this industry, because when you do one of those things, but not all of those things, you don't ultimately get all of the results. So kind of narrowed down on, on that and figured out what our sweet spot is. So it's not just about trying to get good keywords on the website. You've got it all integrated to where you can do the whole sales process and capture and all that sort of good stuff. Yeah, we're there. We're really their data and um, and sales and marketing engine. So even if we're, for instance, we might do SEO and not do ads, or we might do ads and not SEO, or we might do social and none of the others. But what we're always going to do is their attribution and really understand their entire sales cycle for all of their different channels, mm-hmm. and that's our major differentiator. There you go. Uh, Matthew calls in. He says, uh, business ownership is the most challenging and rewarding job ever. The exponential learning curve is what makes you happy. I like the adventure of it. And he says, as an accountant, I love working with SEO marketing companies. Thanks for the love there, Matthew. Um, yeah, it's it, to me, it's the adventure. It's, uh, for a while there, I was almost kind of bored once the companies got set up. I'm like, I want to go do some fun stuff and, and play around and tinker. And the, cre- the creative process, I think, is the thing a lot of people enjoy. Yeah, I, I agree. And with what I do, I get to kind of do that over and over again. And as we're doing that, we're, I mean, on, on our side internally, we're working to develop software and develop tech that kind of better supports the entire process that we're implementing so we can just continue to do it better and faster for our clients. Better and faster. That's what everyone wants and sometimes cheaper, but uh, you pay for what you get And when it comes down to it. Uh, some of the other aspects that I noticed in your guys' website um, that are uh, interesting is you guys are offering several different services. You've got web design built in here, so people need some of that, and development, uh, local business marketing, and national business marketing. So you work with national companies and local then. Yeah, the thing about behavioral healthcare is that, uh, I mean, a lot of times it's not just about who's close, but who can provide the most specialized care. So if we're doing marketing for somebody, a lot of times we actually have to market them nationally because mm-hmm. people are flying all over the country and all over the world for these types of services to get the best help. So that is a lot of times even a local business we're trying to market nationally. And in terms of web development and SEO and, and all that different stuff, we've actually found out that it's too difficult to take over somebody else's mess and a legacy sort of platform. I mean, sometimes we have to we we have to do that or we're forced to do that because of different circumstances, but we actually have just started rebuilding every website that we start out on because then we have a framework in place that works with the entire thing and it's yeah. just a better, faster, smoother process. Otherwise, you know. <clears throat> we're dealing with websites that were a mess that we took over three years ago and they're still a mess. So it's better to just take the bandaid, rip it right off when we get started. There you go. Well, it sounds like you have the, you have that multifaceted approach. So everything has to work in the, in the uh, sales funnel sort of channel for, uh, Kelly calls in. Uh, thanks Kelly. Uh, I apologize if I missed this. Did your experience in PE involve healthcare? And that's why you wanted to move into the space at the agency level. Uh, or did you just kind of get in the SEO and, and you kind of found that this is a good niche for you? 
Yeah, uh, it was it was all really pretty random. But I so I, I worked in uh, I worked in finance on Wall Street, and then I got started with a, a healthcare company. They're basically doing substance abuse and mental health. Mm-hmm. They had one location in Florida. I came on there very very early and got into operations and kind of found my way into the intake and marketing process. So I was, I was there and helped to lead that as the company grew to, I, I think it was 17 locations when we ended up selling and we sold to a private equity company, stayed on um, working with the private equity company, then went to another private equity company where again, I was in their kind of uh, healthcare and life sciences fund. So I worked with a lot of these different sorts of companies that were uh, they consider it middle market, but anywhere between uh, 200 million to $500 million. And that was um, where I kind of, I sat within the organization. So got a ton of amazing experience there. And then, yeah, I started my agency. I was, believe it or not, actually completely burnt out on healthcare. So I spent about two years doing everything under the sun we worked with personal injury attorneys. We worked with roofing contractors. We, you know, I mean, e-commerce, office furniture, anything you could you could name. Uh, and then I ultimately ended up finding my way back to healthcare and realized that that not only was a passion of mine, but it kind of it connected the mission and the business, and it makes everybody I think within the organization feel good, we are helping people. And by focusing on it, we're just able to provide a much better product. There you go. Uh, there you go. Uh, and it, you've, you're in a lot of other things too. You've expanded your interests. Tell us about some of the other companies that you're investing in. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm, I, like I said, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm always starting companies. Uh, but yeah, definitely very into crypto and, and blockchain technology. Um, that's something that's been a, a major focus for me. I just think that the ability to store and send something in an anonymous, private, and encrypted fashion is going to be something that's more and more integrated into our society as as things grow. So I've been developing and building things within that sector for almost two years now and see that as as something that... Uh, could definitely develop into the biggest thing in the future. There you go. Blockchain is always interesting. Uh, I know NFTs are really struggling right now. There's a new report on NFTs that they've 96 or 95% are worthless. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of sadly what happens with almost any emerging industry where Mm -hmm. there's a lot of money to be made is the scammers come in and there's problems with it and all sorts Mm -hmm. of things like that. So it's hit a little bit of a rough patch right now, but to me, I don't think that it changes the long-term basis for why it really matters. And at the end of the day, it's the best thing I've ever seen that represents proof of ownership. You can't you can't prove that you own something in a way like you can with NFT technology, and, and that's extremely valuable, and it's going to be used in the future in a lot of different ways. Just right now, of course, it's, you know, People are buying them, hoping price goes up, price doesn't go up, they're upset, right? Like that that culture is going to have to change and evolve a little bit, but I, I definitely believe in the technology. There you go. I, I mean, technology just has a future. There might be something else that pops in the horizon. Maybe there'll be something new that comes out of it that 
whatever. But with blockchain, I mean, there's so many different applications that we see and uses that we see. Um, when you work uh, on your company and with your teams and stuff, uh, what sort of things have you used to train yourself for leadership? And, and do you have a leadership style that you use or important aspects of leadership that you think are important in managing people? Yeah, I, I definitely try to subscribe to servant leadership. And mm. that's the style that I, you know, I, I hope to, to be where my idea is that I am here in the company to serve and to support everybody else that's in the company. So it's more of a, a bottom up approach where, and I try to live this every day, but I'm not going to ask somebody to do something that I wouldn't do or that I wouldn't feel comfortable with. And a lot of times I do do those things or I'll do it right alongside of them. So I am really just trying to support the team and make sure that they're taken care of and that they're happy and have all of the resources that they need. There you go. Servant leadership. People really don't get that. Uh, in fact, sometimes I ask people what, a lot of times I ask people what their leadership sort of style is. And they're like, I don't know. I just yell at people and tell them to do or else. <laughs> I, was, I was really lucky. I, I had a job where a CEO kind of took me under his wing and ah. really was a very prolific CEO and also speaker where he would talk about servant leadership and all of those things. And I experienced it firsthand. I mean, it was very coming from a, working at a British bank and doing things like that. And then going to work for this person who's highly successful and would just call me as I was driving home and say, Hey, I really appreciate what you did today. And, you know, like keep it up and please let me know if there's anything that I can do huh? to help you achieve more. That was kind of a novel thing at the time for me to experience. And it definitely left a, left a mark. So I, I try to do the same thing. There you go. Well, it's great that you have that sort of uh, uh, experience and, and insight. Someone gave you that guidance. I noticed on your website you've got several different um, examples of uh, success programs. Here's one where you guys achieved 400% traffic increase for a company called Inheritance InheritanceAdvance.com. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty darn awesome. Yeah, yeah, they're they're an awesome company. We still still work with them, even though they're not in the healthcare sector. But they're just a, an awesome company. They have a great mission as well, and that was a that was a really fun one. We were able to just come in and and kind of take over that entire industry, to be honest. So that was a that was a really good example, and we we still work with them today. There you go. And uh, just getting people new business and everything else. Uh, what advice do you have for future entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs that might be out there struggling? Uh, any thoughts on people who want to start their own business and, you know, go down the pathway you did where they, they kind of hack it away in the jungle and learn it the hard way and get through it? Yeah, I'd say that it's best if you're a practitioner and you actually understand what you're doing and can do it yourself. Doesn't always have to be the case, but if you are starting off with fairly low budget, being able to roll up your sleeves and actually get the job done yourself is, is definitely helpful. Um, I actually, like I, I was hiring a lot of developers. I wanted to do a lot of different data scraping and um, really have a much deeper look at our analytics. And I took a data science course and programming course. I'm not a programmer or developer, but I wanted to understand those things and I wanted to make sure that I understood that I was hiring the right 
sort of person with the right skill set. So I've always taken that approach. Um, not everybody would agree with that. It's definitely not the way you have to do it, but I think it's good to have a solid understanding of what you're doing. And the other thing that I would say is um, try to be, try to go one to many instead of just <clears throat> going individual to a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. Try to figure out systems and processes that will let you reuse the resources that you have and serve it to a lot of a lot of different people instead of having to remake the product over and over and over again. That was the biggest mistake that I made at the beginning of the business mm. was just doing everything custom over and over and over again oh. and starting from scratch every single time. And you know, now it's like people think of like templates as a, a bad word, like you're getting a, a template, but you know, we have templates and frameworks and things that we know that we've tested a million different times now that just get better results than anybody else. And we're able to do it faster and more cost efficient and all of those things because we have reps of doing that. We've taken a lot of at bats and we failed a lot of times and we've made it better and better. So now we can, you know, have a development framework where we can build 10 times the amount of websites in a month that we could when we were doing everything custom for every single client. Wow, that's got to be awesome. So uh, Kelly uh, responds here, yay, thanks for the win. Uh, one, too, one too many for the win. Um, you know, I like how uh, you focused on that narrow aspect. And like you say, you can always just keep fine-tuning it. But you got, some people, they scattershot. And they, they try and go serve 50 different directions, 50 different ways, and they get stretched really thin and sometimes too thin, and it can end up costing them. So I like how you guys have kind of found that vein of business in the health in the health uh, wellness uh, thing. See what I did there? Vein health wellness. There you, and you guys have shrinked right into that and uh, and uh, pulled the blood out of it. Um, and so there you go. So what's the vision that you see for the future of your company? Uh, you know, one thing self entrepreneurs have to have is a good vision. So what's your vision for what you see your company doing and maybe some of the other investments that you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. So I think that Brand North is going to become the largest behavioral healthcare, digital marketing mm-hmm. and, and data provider in, in the industry. I think that we're on our way to being able to do that. So my goal over the next two years is really just to continue expanding the team, making sure that everybody's getting paid, making sure that everybody's happy, that we're serving our clients well. And building a bigger moat around the business. I think that through having a lot of different repetition of doing the same things with the same types of clients, we've developed a deeper understanding than we would have otherwise been able to develop. And we're looking at a lot of different software solutions that could just make our stack a lot more, a lot better and a lot more useful to the clients that we serve. So that's really where I'm trying to go is have it be not just a custom service provider, but have it be a software and service-driven company. There you go. Uh, you know, I like how, like I said, you stay in that lane and you just really get good at that one thing. And and sometimes that's, you know, what people need to delve into. I'm going to re- have myself on the back for that because it was not always like that. It, just, <laughs> it, it was like it, it became that through having enough pain of, of learning, like this just doesn't work if I'm going to be doing, you know, be in a million different directions. So it's yeah. not like I had the foresight to just do that right off the bat i i learned through stubbing my toe a few times there you go well that's the beautiful part of trial and error and 
starting your own company. I remember when we started one of our current companies, we had a certain vein of customer we were going to go after, and uh, it worked well. And then we started, we, we got lucky, and there was a few different companies. We're like, hey, can you do some stuff for us? And we're like, what are you guys doing? That's not really what we do. And turn out that was a more profitable vein of money, results, ROI, cost of what it took to do business, et cetera, et cetera. And so we delved into that, and we ended up abandoning our original sort of uh, business model. And yeah, and then we just went all in on that and just dominated the market in that in that sort of segment. And so that makes sense. Uh, final thoughts as we go out on uh, your company, how you guys do it, and everything else, and, and uh, et cetera, et cetera. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think that without getting way too much into the weeds and, and talking about all the, the little different intricate details, I would say that we just try to go broader and deeper than anybody else. Like we're, we're trying to really fully understand the scope of the problem and develop holistic solutions to that, that really serve the operation. I think that sadly, a lot of digital marketing companies over time, it digital marketing is one of the most competitive industries in the world. And a lot of times, sadly, clients just are not super educated on it. It's not really their fault. They're running a business. They don't need to know the intricacies of SEO. And I think a lot of companies are just like showing a graph that goes up and to the right. And that's awesome. But it's not really actually generating new business and putting money in their pocket. So mm -hmm. what I've really tried to do is just be extremely logical about, okay, who is your target client? Like, does your, like, how do you reach your target client? How does your target client actually enter your clinic or hospital or organization and get very specific about that and then reverse engineer that into what are they actually searching for? Um, I mean, you would be, it's hilarious when we get asked to audit a website or we're going to take over a website we see these websites that they're ranking for terms that I can't even say on your show because you would probably get, you know, banned or something like that. But it's like they're putting these websites turn into research reports. They're not even, they're not even websites that are targeting the, their target customer, or their target persona. So try to be very logical about, what is actually going to result in new business. And that's my dog back there. There you go. I just saw your puppy walk in. Is that a puppy? <laughs> this is Frank. Frank. Oh. oh, Frank. Oh, Frank's cute. What kind of dog is Frank? He's a Cavapoo, believe it or not. Cavapoo? Ca King Charles Cavalier and a poodle. He's oh, he's so it's a, he's a mixture of a whole mess of stuff. Yeah. Dogs make the best people. He is. Yep, there you go. <laughs> uh, so it's been wonderful, George, to have you on the show. How do people onboard with you or reach out to you to find out if the, it's a good fit to work with you and them and they're a good fit for you as well? Yeah, just uh, schedule a discovery call on our website. You can go there, book a call, and uh, I'll hop right on with you. We can get down to business. There you go. Well, thanks for inspiring people and sharing the data on how you guys do it. And hopefully we've inspired some other entrepreneurs to come around. Thank you very much, George. Thanks so much, Chris. And uh, thanks to my audience for tuning in. Go uh, check out George's website. You can go to brandnorth.com. That's brandnorth.com. It's on Chris Voss sent you. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Be good to each other. Stay safe. And we'll see you guys next time. And that should have a...